Oh, hello there. Oh, hello there. <laughs> Actually worked. Yeah. Whew. Shockingly enough. Took us a minute. <laughs> um, there's light shining directly into my eye. Yeah, from this. <laughs> yeah. Can I block? Wait, wait. I cannot there wait till we have, like, a basement to put this in. <laughs> yeah, that'll be nice. So we don't have to deal with light. And so I can disappear for days at a time. Archie, that's the worst place you can be. <laughs> I wish you guys could see this. Archie is here. Come on, bud. Come say he hi. He was just wedged between our chairs. Yeah, like, oh man, yeah. There's like <sighs> a spot in my vision that is totally just sunspot right yep. now. Oh boy. Yeah, but anyway, we're back. Happy Easter. Happy uh, Easter. A couple of things we got to talk about today. Obviously, we got to talk about the Brandon Swanson disappearance, which is what our video that's going up on Friday. Yes. Oh is about but also uh when i was on my twitch stream the other day as well as when the video went up uh on saturday there were some people in the chat even though the video was about chris tompkins talking about easter because mm. somebody said happy easter and that started a whole dialogue on you know the origins of easter and the history of it and all of that yeah so <laughs> you know i'm sitting in there and there's there's a a running misunderstanding about easter that it is one of the uh festivals that started out as pagan and then the christians adopted it i mm -hmm. uh, that did happen to a few different festivals that they absorbed pagan traditions mm -hmm. um like yule uh not not the yule log but there are different things associated with yule that the yule lads. got into the yule lads like the yule lads were probably a pre-christian thing that 100%. sounds very much pre-christian to me so with christmas there's a few with other holidays there's a few but, yeah, I mean, the core of any Christian holiday was originally just a feast. Um, and then it started absorbing, because when they when Christianity began to spread out of the Roman Empire, yep. they started absorbing local traditions because people were like, well, I don't want to give up my my Equinox party. And they were like, oh, well, as long as the Equinox party is celebrating God, that's fine. <laughs> um, like, as long as it's our God and not the other ones, that's cool. Is so that awesome God <laughs> that I mean that was that was a legitimate process called Christianization. They did it with uh pagan gods, became saints, you know, there was a whole a yeah. whole thing here. Um so the Catholic Church did that, but there's a misunderstanding that Easter has any of those characteristics and it doesn't have a single one. Hmm. Um the only thing might be eggs, but it doesn't date to what people think it does. So we'll we'll go into that in the latter half of the podcast. Nice. I want to start off with Brandon, um, but we'll get into the, the Easter history stuff soon. You know, Easter lore. Yeah, we should have done an Easter lore video, honestly. Um, Still can. Yeah, true. Easter bunny lore. Uh, <laughs> I'm all in on that. Yeah, Yule lore. The Yule ad video did not do well, though, so I'm always I'm always wary of doing videos like that. Yeah, it's because YouTube uh, doesn't like when we don't do something related to someone going missing. Yeah, no. Um, it is, it is, Natalie is correct. It is far more appropriate to call Easter a Jewish derivative holiday than a pagan derivative holiday. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. Because it is directly related to Passover. Like, the, mm. the, I believe the dinner they were having was, in fact, a Passover dinner. Um, mm. I'm not positive about that, but I think that's the case. But that's why the dating is what it is. That's, you know, of course, the, there's Old Testament symbolism there. Yep. Um, so we'll get into that in, in the second half. But to start with Brandon, this is one of those cases that, once again, the description of it by a lot of channels is not super accurate. Yep. Uh, does not, and a lot of it does not go into quite the the level of detail necessary. Um, Shocking. Imagine the Lore Lodge doing a video that goes yeah. a little deeper than most people do. <laughs> stuck my tongue in Archie's mouth, or my mouth, my finger in Archie's mouth. Ah, not my tongue. I did not stick my tongue into the dog's mouth. That did not happen. For um, those watching, or for those listening <laughs> yeah. on Spotify, 
You will never know for sure. Um, but yeah. So anyway, Brandon. A, a lot of the stories talk about Brandon's positioning and why it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I think it makes complete sense, but we'll get there. Okay. Um, that's that's kind of the linchpin of what makes this a missing four on one case. Uh, is is the the high strangeness of his location versus where he said he was. Mm. Uh, and how he got there, why he got there, all of that. Um, yep. Some people have implied aliens abducted him. So we we gotta we gotta talk. Uh, Brandon Swanson was a 19 year old freshman at West Minnesota Technical and Community College. He was studying wind turbine technology. Mm-hmm. And Mark May 13th, uh, 2008, semester ends. Mm-hmm. You know, summer time to party. Everybody throws backyard parties, deck parties. You know, they're all hanging out. Small town. Brandon was observed having a few drinks, but this was over the course of the entire evening. And everybody who saw him and spoke to him said that he did not seem incoherent or inebriated, that he seemed like he was fine. So around midnight, he leaves Canby to head home to Marshall. Mm -hmm. And it's about a 30 mile drive or a 30 minute drive, about 25 miles if you're on State Route 68. Round... 12 30 or so sometime between 12 and 1 he calls his dad and says hey dad i ran my car off the road into a ditch i can't get it out can you guys come pick me up and we can figure this out in the morning said dad says sure his dad and his mom get in the car and get driving and they're you know where are you he says i'm just outside of lind now lind is a small town seven miles to the southwest of marshall where he lived that made sense to his parents and to him, he you know he knew the area, he knew where he was. He seemed positive that he was outside of Lind. Yep. He said he could see lights from the town. He had a friend that lived there, and he was going to walk there. And his dad said, "Okay, meet me at uh, the the Lindwood Lounge." And this this is all around one fifty four that this call is happening. Um, drives his mom home. Dri- Brian drives his wife home, and then heads to the Lindwood Lounge, which is a bar and grill, to pick up Brian. Mm-hmm. It was a well known spot. Brian knew exactly where it was. He could get to it without a map. Yep. He goes. Now, after being after the 154, you know, we're going to this is what we're going to do. Call Brian ends up dropping Annette off, going back to Linwood Lounge, and they call at around 235. Mm-hmm. And Br- Brandon is walking at this point towards Lind. And he mentions that he's he's crossing. He got off a gravel road. He crossed a field or was crossing a field and he was going to uh trying to remember he sorry that's what it was he heard running water mm-hmm. and he had seen fences hmm. that's all the information we get he was near lind he heard running water he saw fences there are a couple of creeks and rivers that are in the area of lind there's farms that have fences makes complete sense no red flags here his dad waits outside of lindwood lounge as Bra- as brandon is talking to him and then at around 3 10 a.m brandon yells oh shit and drops the phone Brian doesn't know what happened here. Brandon's not saying anything. Yep. He hangs up and calls back. Brandon doesn't pick up, goes to voicemail. Um, hi, Archie. Hi, buddy. I know. I know. I know, buddy. You're a good boy. Um, so they spend the next three hours wondering where the hell Brandon is. Yep. And at 630 in the morning, they call the police and say, hey, our son's missing. The police take down their information, take down the story, and then tell his parents that a 19-year-old man has the right to be missing. Those were his exact words, the right to be missing. Which, on the one hand, yeah, 
fair. Like I, you can see how, you know, overzealous parents might be concerned about yeah. their 19 year old not answering the phone for 24 hours. So they said that you have to wait 24 hours, 24 hours of no contact until you can file a missing persons report, unless there is evidence of, you know, you saw somebody driving off in the car with him. Yeah. Like somebody kidnapped him and you saw it happen. In this case, 24 hours, they were going to have to wait until uh, 3, 10 a.m. on the 15th because he went missing at 3, 10 a.m. on the 14th. They were able to escalate this in the sheriff's department and the sheriff managed to locate Brandon's car using his phone records at around 12.30 p.m. on the 14th. Mm -hmm. They go out to where the car is. It is not near Lind. It is not near Marshall. In fact, it is nowhere in the immediate area. It is 25 miles away from Lynn, 19 miles away from Marshall on a dirt road north of a town called Taunton. Now, immediately, everybody kind of assumed that, oh, maybe Brandon mistook Lind for Taunton. Mm -hmm. Now, let's pay no mind to the fact that if you look at a map of this area, these two things are nowhere near each other, and you can't even get to Lind on Route 68. Yeah. You have to drive Route 68 and then drive, like, eight miles south or go to Marshall and then take another state road. So if he was on 68, there's no feasible way he would have ended up in Lind and not Marshall, which means he wasn't on 68. So they look around. Dog tracks the scent from the car to the gravel road and then loses it because gravel gets kicked up by cars and trucks and everything and, you know, dust and the, the scent gets lost. Mm -hmm. It's not like it raining on it. It's not like a scent on asphalt or a scent on, scent on grass or something where you're going to need a really heavy rain to wash it away. Yeah. So they start looking in the, the general area and they think, you know what? He said he was going towards Lynn. There's a grain elevator light visible from Taunton. He must have walked to Taunton. It's less than two miles away. And of course, to walk to Taunton, you'd have to cross the Yellow Medicine River. You would have, or you'd have to cross a bridge that goes over it, a, a, just a road bridge. Um, it's not much bigger than French Creek back here hmm. where we live. You know, it's the 20, about 20 feet wide at its widest point. Um, hi, buddy. Uh, where, where Brandon's car was missing, um, where Brandon was missing. Problem is they've got bloodhounds out there. The dogs didn't lead them southeast towards Taunton, which was less than two miles away. Mm -hmm. They led them west towards 68 and the town of Porter, which is almost four miles away. And it basically went straight west. And then the dogs tracked his scent into the river and then out of the river, up the other side to a gravel road near an abandoned farm. I was actually able to locate the specific abandoned farm. <laughs> so we will have a picture of that for the video. Nice. I talked to the, the sheriff's department about all of this. I had a deputy on the line with me for uh, a few emails. Nice. So, yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice change of pace. Yeah. Unfortunately, they couldn't give me police reports because it's still considered an open case. Mm -hmm. But it was nice that the police were actually answering questions. Uh, sheriff's department was also great for Aaron Hedges. They were very communicative. Um, unfortunately, nobody at the... Uh, sheriff the harris county sheriff's department was able to talk to me about uh chris tompkins last week mm. but you know you win some you lose some yeah so this throws a wrench into the whole thing because what makes sense based on what brandon said was that he tried to get to taunton what makes sense based on what where the dogs led is that he tried to get to porter sheriff's department told me that they had never uh, established a definitive direction of movement for mm. brandon so even though the dogs led them west, they didn't consider that enough evidence mm -hmm. that Brandon actually went west. Mm -hmm. There's also the fact that 47 minutes, it seems he was walking for 47 minutes. 
if he had been walking 47 minutes, he would have hit Taunton. He would have got there. Now, of course, 47 minutes at night in the dark through farm fields, you're probably not walking a full three miles an hour. Even if you are walking a full three miles an hour, which is the average walking pace for, you know, an adult. Yeah. Um, then, you know, even if you were walking that fast, you still wouldn't hit Porter, which is over three miles away. Mm-hmm. But you would hit Taunton, probably. Especially if you chose to, you know, take the roads. Yeah. But it seems that he went through a field. He, he told his dad he was going through a field. They keep looking. They get dogs out there. Mm-hmm. Bloodhounds don't find anything further. They are unable, they track him to a gravel road and they start using the abandoned farm as a base of operations because, you know, there's nobody there to tell them no. Yeah. Uh, Search and Rescue uses that. They branch out from there. They find nothing. Sheriff Jack Vizecki walks the two-mile stretch of the north branch of the Yellow Medicine River between where the dogs, between basically the, the end, the starting point of this branch and where it meets the full yellow medicine, um, Sheriff Jeff, Jack Fizicki walks it every day for 30 days himself, personally. Says it takes him six hours. Wow. Looking for Brandon's body, his belongings, anything that might have turned up in or on the side of the, the river. Mm-hmm. And again, this is not a wide river. Yeah. This is really more of a creek. Well, it also said that his tracks went in on one side and came out on the exactly. other. Exactly, right? yeah. Now, of course... Dogs not totally reliable. Usually you use that to find a place to look for evidence because mm-hmm. they did not find any evidence. They're not sure that the dogs had the right trail, that maybe they, they messed up somehow, um, which is, is possible. So they didn't just bring in bloodhounds. They also brought in cadaver dogs Yep. because cadaver dogs aren't trained to find the scent of one specific person. They're trained to smell dead bodies, dead humans specifically, um, as well as dead animals. But they're supposed to alert to humans. Yeah. Cadaver dogs don't find anything anywhere near the river. They also don't find anything at the abandoned farm. They don't find anything in the general vicinity. The cadaver dogs, which should be able to smell a body for, like, I think miles. In fact, check me on that really quick. I think cadaver dogs can smell bodies for several miles. Um, I might be wrong about that, so we'll, we'll make sure that I have I have my version of Jamie uh, pull that shit up. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so they find nothing. Did you leave that door open? Did I leave that door open? You must have, because I closed the last time. I'm not positive. Weird stuff's been happening lately. Uh, the TV turned on its own the other night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All, while I was Twitch streaming. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. They find nothing at all. They expand the search. They bring in outside organizations. They bring in people from other search and rescue organizations and foundations. Nothing. They find Nothing. Mm-hmm. They search a 140 square mile area and they find nothing. Now, emergency support services, which is a search and rescue group uh, that helps law enforcement, they kept the search going for much longer because they had the private resources to do so. And the police departments couldn't justify, you know, that kind of spending mm-hmm. uh, over and that kind of manpower. Yep. Uh, what is it? Uh, couldn't find a distance, but they were able to smell somebody 15 feet underground. Sheesh. Also, Bubbly, sponsor us. We drink a lot of your stuff. Please. Please. Thanks. Um, I would I would settle for free Bubbly. Yeah, so would I. <laughs> a lifetime supply of free Bubbly, I'd do it. I'm all in. Yeah, I, I literally, every time I go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. I get six cases of it. You know what it reminds me of? You ever go and like get an Italian soda at a coffee shop where it's just 
seltzer and they pump some mm. like hazelnut or you know lime or something yeah that's what this reminds me of yeah there's zero simple. calories it's nice truly incredible it is zero percent of my daily value of anything at all except for just enjoyment yeah it just it makes my tummy full yes without me having to eat food and it just it's refreshing mm -hmm. refreshing see bubbly you just got a free ad right there there we go no um i, I wish one what if they do affiliate thing. marketing, maybe? That'd be nice, wouldn't <laughs> That'd be it? be nice. Uh, I can do an Amazon link for it and get like 5%. <laughs> there we go. Uh, if we did an Amazon an Amazon shop link to Bubbly, would you guys uh, would you guys use it? <laughs> yeah, why not? My main question in relation to this case is mm -hmm. just because there was a trail that went to a gravel road, what do you think the possibility? And I know we didn't get into theories yet, Yeah, but like... What what about there? Yeah, like, yeah. Because like, the thing is, we'll go into more detail about all of this in the episode on Friday. Yeah. Because I actually, I, I talk about all this uh, name agencies and everything at length, but they don't find anything. So yeah. that, that's where the theories start is because, you know, kidnapping obviously springs to mind, yeah. but they found no evidence of a kidnapping. Also, well, in order for it to be a kidnapping, there would have had to be some random person sitting out on a gravel road a mile and a quarter from where he actually crashed waiting for him. Well, it, with no guarantee that he'd go there. Otherwise, somebody must have stalked him. But why not just take him when he was at his car? Well, the thing is, is that it meant like, you know, there are little details here and there that you could fill in. But it may have been like they saw somebody they saw like that was you know, they saw the that he was on the phone or something. They wanted to see what was happening. They followed him to what extent they could via vehicle. Mm -hmm. And then when he went on, you know, past the creek into this like gravel road that was by this abandoned building, mm -hmm. they may have considered that as a you know opportunity to strike. My instinct is human trafficking. Yeah, possible. Except there was no evidence of it. Yeah. Well, but I mean, there rarely ever is. Yeah. But if you think about the demographics of trafficking, like, I, I will say this. I watched uh, I watched Willy's Wonderland the other night, finally. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it? Great yeah. movie. Yep. Utterly inane. Mm -hmm. Fantastic film. Yep. Uh, Nick Cage speaks maybe three words, and I says nothing. He does in one of the scenes. He does as he's like beating one of the one of the animatronics to death. He's, he he talks. I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Well, I will show you the scene after this. Okay. Point is, there's something that occurred to me in that scene, which was uh, at the very beginning, the the reason he ends up having to go to Willy's Wonderland is that he runs his car over some tire spikes. They blow out his tires, yes. has to get towed, has to go to Willy's Wonderland. I, I'm not sure. I, I I will show you what I'm talking about. I look forward to seeing Guarantee it. Guarantee he speaks. I, I've watched it twice now, and I don't remember him speaking at all. I'm almost positive he talks okay. um, while he's, like, bashing the hell out of this animatronic. Um, it's very obviously just a movie about Five Nights at Freddy's that they didn't want to license Five Nights at Freddy's. Yep, so entirely um, a ripoff. Yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. It's uh, so funny. Like, they had the money to pay Nicolas Cage to be in the movie, but didn't have the money to license Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, because that's where all their money went. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, there's the tire spikes. Yes. So part of me wonders, you know, and I couldn't find anything to suggest this would be the case. Yeah. Part of me wonders if there, somebody put tire spikes out to track to catch anybody you know driving those roads at night or maybe you know i, I can't you know i've it's hard to tell because i don't have an actual physical like 2008 map of the area yeah but i uh, maybe there was somebody who put tire spikes out to catch people and then kill them i don't know but this is also the only instance of this that i could find happening yeah so if it 
for it to be something like that where you'd be talking about a serial killer, there's no evidence of a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff's department doesn't think that it was anything like that. Yep. Um, I could not find anything suggesting that there was an active spree of murders or mm-hmm. dis- mis- missing persons in in the area at all yeah. at any point. We're also talking about tiny, tiny areas. This is the entire county has a population of 25,000. It's not a lot of people. Phoenixville has a population of like 25,000. Yeah. So <laughs> it just doesn't seem likely that it was a kidnapping. Um, yeah. Possible, of course, but they couldn't establish motive. There was there was really nothing there to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's the question of why he was even on a dirt road in the first place. But I think I got to the bottom of that one. Yeah. Um, so let's let's I guess start this theory section with how he got where he did because I think it dissolves a ton of the mystery of this case. Uh, Route sixty eight was the most direct, right? Mm-hmm. Where do state troopers sit? State routes. Yep. Or in the interstate sometimes. Yep. Like, I, I, then we got pulled over on, what, 322 or something? Something like that, when yeah. we got our ticket. Not, not a main highway. No, it was, it was a not byway. Was, yeah, it was a, we got pulled over driving, like, turning onto a state route. Yep. So, I... Uh, Brandon was 19. He had been drinking. Not not enough to be drunk, but he had... he had If, if he was breathalyzed, something would come up. Now, of course, under .08... Is, that's the legal limit for adults. Mm-hmm. I believe .02 is the legal limit, at least in Pennsylvania, for people under the age of 21, mm-hmm. because they're, at that point, like, mouthwash shows up. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's basically within the margin of error that you may or may not have any alcohol in your system at all. Yeah. But Brandon may have been, oh, he, he wouldn't have known if he was under, if Minnesota even has the same legal limit for minors. Yeah. He wouldn't have known for sure that he was under it. Mm-hmm. And so you might think, okay, that's a little ridiculous. If you know you're fine and you've only had a couple of drinks, why would you not just take the main road? Two years earlier, he had gotten a DUI. Now, in Minnesota, a first-time offense DUI is a fourth-degree misdemeanor. Um, You basically pay a fine and get some probation, and that's what happened to him. He was initially charged with, uh, like, driving uh, with, like, underage it was clear that they cut him a break because yeah. he was initially charged with under a bunch of things and then they kind of cut it down to just DUI. Um, he was 17, mm. got it as a minor. But what that means is that if at 19 he got another DUI while underage, he was going to face much more severe consequences, probably lose his license, which make it really hard to get to and from school. Yeah. Um, th- there would have been a lot, of, a lot of problems if he got another DUI. So his options were basically... Stay over in Canby somewhere, drive home on Route 68 and risk getting pulled over, take the back roads. Yep. Now, of course, if you look at the back roads, around here, taking the back roads at night when you don't know exactly where you're going is a mess. Yeah, they, they, um, unless you have GPS, but if it's yeah. 2008 and you don't have Google Maps on your phone. Exactly. We've got, uh, out here, we've got, you know, all sorts of windy roads that were built by, you know, like people taking cattle tracks and stuff. Yep. You know? Minnesota's not like that in this area. It is a grid of one-mile blocks. So he probably thought, I can do this. I know how many miles I need to get. Yep. I just go mile-by-mile blocks. I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that explains why he wasn't on the main road. Yeah. It does not explain why he thought he was outside of Lind. That's where it gets weird. It's not weird that he was not on the main road. It's weird that he thought he was outside of Lind. 
Because in order to get to Lind, I have all of this written down, but I'm going to try and do it from memory. <laughs> in order to get to Lind, uh, or in order to get to where he was, mm -hmm. he either had to get on 68 and then get off, which wouldn't make any sense. If he planned on getting off 68, why would he ever get on? Yep. Um, there were three streets. I think it's like 230th, 220th, and 210th or something like that um, that lead east out of Canby that he could have gotten on any one of those and it would have just been a straight, uh, it's L-Y-N-D, um, and it just would have been a straight uh, east and then south. Or he could have gone south out of Canby on one of these roads. Um, if you go, Lynn's right there and if you go up there, but yeah. Uh, he get, he's, goes missing Canby. right there, Canby's right there. Got it. So he could have gone straight south out of Canby, straight east out of Canby. Mm -hmm. If you've gone straight south out of Canby, then to get where he was, he would have had to cross Route 68. He would have had to go north of Route 68 at some point. Because he was found up here? Exactly, because he was found Got just it. north of it, just a mile north of it on the county line. Mm -hmm. In order for him to get just north of Route 68, he would have needed to know that he was just north of Route 68. And if he was north, of, if he knew he was Ruth of North, Ruth of North, <laughs> if he knew he was north of Route 68, yep. then he would have known he was not near Lind. Is there... Look, obviously we can't pull the map up for you guys, but on, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you pull up a map and type in L-Y-N-D Minnesota, um, he, what you'll see is that it's not on Route 68. And he definitely went south from Canby? We don't know how he, which direction he left Canby. That's why I'm saying if he went south out of Canby, then in order to get where he was, mm -hmm. he would have had to cross Route 68 onto the north side. Well, if he was staying off of main roads, it may make more sense that he went east out of Canby. That's what I was going to say next. Yeah. If he went east out of Canby, then he would have to travel, uh, I think it's something like eight miles. I mean, you can count, I guess, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine or ten miles. Yep. East of Canby. Mm -hmm. And then he would have had to go south or any mix of those things. Because he was going to where Taunton? Or... He was going to Mar uh, Marshall. So here's what doesn't make sense about it. Maybe he was trying to keep Route 68 in sight so he could track where he was going. Um, so I wonder if maybe he was doing kind of a zigzag pattern down. Yeah, maybe. That would make sense considering that where he was found in order to get onto that road, mm -hmm. you have to go, you have to come either north or south. That yep. was my point. If you, if you zoom in and we'll show all this in the video on Friday, if you want to come back and watch that, but it's scroll down a little bit. Uh, screen oh, yeah, true, true. I forgot about that. Um, Lind right here. Marshall right here. Canby right here. If you go south to get to where he was, you have to cross Route 68 at some point. He ended up right here. This spot right here. Taunton here, grain elevator here. Visible from where he crashed. Porter up here, nothing visible from where he crashed. So it only makes sense that he, he said he saw Lind, so he must have seen Taunton. Maybe he was seeing light pollution in two different directions, but why go to the one that looked further away? Maybe Porter's bigger and that's why. Anyway, he ended up right here. So in order for him to end up right here, heading this way, he must have turned onto this road either from here or right here. Once again, if he took this one, he would have known he was not near Lind because he would have had, I mean, obviously he would have had to get off of 68. Yep. Um, 
Now, had he taken this one, obviously going north, he would have known he wasn't in Lind, but maybe he was coming south on 270th right here. If he came south on 270th and then turned east and crashed right here, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, but even still... Because it can't have been coming this way. Yeah, but why would he... Still, why would he think he was in Lind unless he just didn't know the roads well enough? He might have... That's the thing, is... That's the other thing, though, is to get to Lind from here, he would have had to cross 68. Exactly. So under no circumstances does it make sense for him to think he's near Lind. Unless he just, for whatever reason, didn't know... Unless he was more drunk than it was being let on. Okay, yeah, but do you think... He crossed 68. But could you be more drunk than you let on and make it from here to here? Yeah. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Um, I would be shocked. <laughs> but yeah, there's just a whole bunch of stuff that like, you know, here's what, what I can only imagine is that maybe he thought he went too far past Marshall. You know, and that's, that didn't even occur to me, honestly, when I was doing the research. I'm glad you said that because I'll put it in the video when we finish filming, but... You know, he, but the only reason he, to think he was in Lind, he would have had to either pass through Marshall or the only thing about that, though, is that when you zoom out, mm -hmm. Lind or Marshall are more than double the distance yep. that he would have had to go to get where he was, mm -hmm. where he, you know, the car yeah. was found. So, again, that goes back to how out of it was he? That A, he didn't recognize what roads he was on, mm -hmm. and B, he would think that he's anywhere even close to Lind when he's still got another three-fifths of that trip yep. left to go to even get close to Lind. Mm -hmm. And you want to you want to sit there and think, ah, oh, maybe he was just really messed up. Like, maybe he was really drunk. But yeah. no, everybody who spoke to him said that he sounded totally coherent. Now, listen... There have been situations where I've been pretty drunk and yeah. also totally coherent. Yeah, yeah. So it's not... But not to the extent that I could drive. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, fair. You know, not that I advocate for trying to drive while you're drunk, to be clear. <laughs> uh, what? The comment from Steve Lyons saying Ted Kennedy was able to dodge a bridge while drunk. Exactly. <laughs> if you can dodge a bridge, you can dodge a ball. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so just you look at the map, and there, there is, it is nonsensical yeah. that he thought he was anywhere near Lind. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Because you, you could, you know, if he thought he was like, you know, near Minneota or Ghent or even Marshall, sure. Why do you think he was down here? So looking at that, you know, uh, hang on, I can, I think I can find the abandoned farm as well. Um, do you want to throw on the satellite layer rather than the regular? Yeah, just give me one second. Uh, because there it is. I, it's easier, easier to find the, uh, the farm that way. Um, so this is the abandoned farm. I was able to confirm that with the sheriff's department. Which means if he did, in fact, go missing there. Well, he crashed right here, right? He crashed right here. So, boom. He says he crossed a field. That'd be the field. This is the field. Now, here's the thing. If he goes direct... He does not get, he does not go anywhere near the river, which means he has to have done something more like this. This is what I think happened. But he would have had to cross the river twice. No. A bridge over it? There's a bridge. And as the report said, 
it went into the creek, out of the creek, to a gravel road, then they lost the scent. So, he probably crossed the creek either here or here, and then headed up this gravel road, maybe thought, seeing this farm, mm -hmm. okay, that's somewhere I can go. And what they said, of course, was that the trail that he took was about a mile and a quarter before they lost the scent, which would put them right here. Yep. Or, you know, like, right here, basically. Yeah, so a mile and a quarter takes you right there. Maybe he thought that he could get help at this farm. Farm's abandoned. What from there? It's hard to say, because here's the thing. If he walked in any direction and just took the road, he's less than, a, I mean, here, let's say he goes to the farm. Let's say he immediately walks back down the gravel driveway over here. At that point, you're 1.86 miles. The nearest farm to the north is less than a mile away. The nearest, oh, where'd it go? Ah. The nearest farm, if I can go this way, to the south, to go back down, less than a mile away. Yep. On the gravel roads. So, what happened after he got out of the creek if he went this way? Yeah. Impossible to tell. The other possibility is that he did this, thinking, I'm going to go this way. That leads him across a, across a field, into a creek, no gravel road. Also, farm, right there. Now, maybe this was not here. Actually, I don't even know. Actually, it looks like that is abandoned. Um, no, that, there's a there's a trailer there, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, a truck, yeah. Yeah, so that doesn't look abandoned. But yeah, so, you know. I would imagine, but... Uh, uh... From what I know of the Midwest, it's likely that all of these roads are gravel. Oh, yeah, 100%. Here's the yeah. thing. Uh, for example, this one, this is 390th. Yep. If you go up, that, that's that's a road marked on the yep. map, but there's nothing there. Yep. There's not a road there. It's just dirt. So this is all gravel and dirt roads. Um, Taunton, of course, 1.76 miles away. But thing is, he would have... If he did fall in the creek, there's a farm right here. There's a farm right here. There's a farm right here. Yeah, it's cold. It got down to 39 degrees that night. Mm. But your adrenaline's going because you just fell in a creek. Yeah. You got probably 30 minutes before, at least 15 minutes, before the adrenaline comes down and you start to, you know, get cold and yeah, all of that. Hypothermia, so yeah. he had time to find any of these farms or to just keep going towards Taunton. Well, and, but still, even... Maybe if... he was hurt. But even if he couldn't keep going, it doesn't explain why they couldn't find him afterwards. Exactly. Maybe he got hurt and fell in the creek, right? Yeah. You know, maybe he got out and he, he couldn't move anymore. Where was his body? Yeah. Clearly, whatever happened to him, and, and of course, there was no dog trail to this one. And also, wait, but after he got out of the creek, didn't what was the phone conversation that he had with his dad? He, not, there wasn't any after the creek. Okay. The, the theory is that he dropped the phone because he fell in the creek. But here's the other thing. If I walk outside and I stand on my balcony, I can hear that creak. Yep. There is no way that kid did not hear the creak. So, yeah, it just, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's 
very strange. It, you know, obviously, how he got there is not super... It's weird that he thought he was near Lind. Yeah. But how no, he got there is not weird at all. Well, the fact that he thought he was near Lind is probably one of the, if not the weirdest parts of it. Exactly. But... They found no evidence of his body in the room. In, mm. And... It's pretty shallow, like yeah. knee deep in some places. They expected fully that if he was in the river, they were going to find him. They are pretty positive he did not drown in that river. At least Sheriff Vizeki and uh, his mother are. Also, it wasn't really a ditch, so you can't. I already tried. Fair. Um, the closest you can do is right here. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and you can tell pretty blatantly the difference between sixty-eight and yes, the other roads in the area. Sixty-eight is a paved asphalt road. Every that goes to gravel real fast. Yeah. Um, you know everything's dirt and gravel aside from Route sixty-eight here. So where did he go? They thought maybe he got stuck on a farm. Maybe you know maybe his body was down there and they went over it with some sort of you know tilling machine, but. And that nobody wanted to speak up because they were terrified of, you know, consequences of accidentally running over a kid with a, a you know, plow. What time of year was it again? May 13th. Mm. Too late. Not plowing season. Yep. Um, you're well into the growing season at that point. Uh, and, and the thing is, if you, if, I, I think you can look and it tells you exactly when. Here, drop the, uh, drop the dude on, mm. on Route 68. Up near. Yeah. So if you, uh, you go to see more dates. Um, yeah, closest we can get is July, but yeah, it's you can tell that like they're they're in the growing season by May. Um, so it's very unlikely that somebody would have accidentally rolled over his body with a plow trying to till the fields. Yeah, it's also too far from harvesting season for it to be somebody harvesting grain or something like that. Yeah, so it just doesn't make sense. And on top of that, if his body was just laying in a field somewhere, the cadaver dogs would have smelled it. Yeah. There is no explanation for how he just vanished. And that's why people think it was aliens. Now, I have never in my life heard a credible story about an alien abduction. <laughs> Fair. Every single one of them, you look into the person's background and they've got schizophrenia, psychosis, they were drunk, they were on drugs, like... Yeah. There's no proof ever. Yeah. They talk about being probed and there's no evidence of medical experimentation or anything. Mm -hmm. So for me with aliens, I'm like so, so not into it and interested at yeah. the moment. Like if somebody shows me evidence, I'll happily look at it. Now the UFO thing. Okay. Alien abductions, not so much. Yeah. But there are, there's been some weirdness with UFOs and I'm sure I'm going to catch some flack for saying that. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's the weirdness with, with Brandon's disappearance. And we, we, you know, obviously we'll have all of the details and everything in a much more concise format for you guys on Friday, yep. uh, as well as a, a new, uh, a new sponsor, um, you know, scent bird. I have their, their stuff over there. I may or may not have accidentally sprayed yeah. myself in the eye with a perfume. Good pen. news is his eye smells amazing. Fantastic. Uh, is it yeah. mildly red? Probably. But yeah, you know, when that, when that ad goes up, do us a favor and click the link. Uh -huh. <laughs> we would appreciate it. And I will admit, you know, some of the stuff that I can't pronounce a single one of the names. Yeah, this we're is going to be, this is going to be the most like 
guys who clearly do not know anything about cologne talking about cologne video you've ever seen i can't even yep. pronounce the names on the bottles yep um i, I have no idea how to pronounce most french be entertained um, yeah so at least it'll be entertaining in that and it continues the bigfoot saga uh you know yes. i hope you guys like that our ads are trying to follow a, a <laughs> somewhat somewhat coherent storyline our ads have more of a cohesive storyline than we do yeah uh Ooh. So, with all that said, that's the weirdness of the Brandon Swanson case, and I'll I'll leave the rest of it for the Friday video. Um, but I did promise some people from the chat uh, on on Friday during the premiere of the Chris Tompkins video that uh, I would talk about uh, Easter, and I would explain the the story behind Easter. So, what'd you say? What? What you said something? Twenty seconds ago. Yeah, yeah just no about the Easter. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. So, Easter. A lot of people think Easter has pagan origins, and it's probably my favorite Christian holiday with pagan pagan origins because it's the only one that definitively has none. Mm. Like, the dating comes from Judaism. Jesus was Jewish. Most of the apostles were Jewish. I think all the apostles might have been Jewish. Hmm. I, I do not. It, this is the funny thing about me in the Bible is the Gospels are my, like, blank spot. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't read them since I was a kid. I got to go back and do that. Um, I was meaning to do that this week, and I just didn't get around to it. Um, yeah, it happens. But yeah, so gospel, uh, the, the apostles, Jewish, Jesus, Jewish, everyone around them, Jewish, except the Romans, um, some Greeks. Fair. They were celebrating Passover. <laughs> this is relevant. Yeah. Because they're Jewish. Yep. Uh, and the, you know, there's a lot of parallels between Christ and Moses so Judaism, huge, huge impact on early Christianity and obviously Christianity as a whole. Mm. It's, it is, in, in the Christian opinion, a continuation of the, the Abrahamic tradition. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Jews don't share that opinion, and the Muslims have a divergent one. Um, so dating is Jewish. It's Passover. And then you get the other stuff. Uh, the resurrection, totally Christian. Mm. That is... That is Christian. Yeah. Through and through. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's mirroring the story of Osiris. Okay, how? In what way does the Osiris story, aside from somebody coming back to life, yeah. in what way does the story of Osiris have anything in common? It doesn't. Yeah. Um, there are a few really flimsy parallels you can draw. Like a, a savior and a king and all of that. Um, not definitively similar at all the most common ones that you hear are uh the easter bunny mm -hmm. the easter eggs mm -hmm. and the actual terminology of easter itself there are two camps on this there are people who say that easter the word came from ishtar who was a mesopotamian goddess of fertility which of course is springtime fertility easter spring it happened eggs right <laughs> eggs here's the problem the term easter does not come from the Middle East. In fact, in almost every language on Earth, the word for Easter is some derivative or variant of Pasha, hmm. which, of course, comes from the Greek word that is based on the Jewish word for Passover, Yeah, uh, which I believe is Pasach. Um, Makes sense. Pasha is the Greek. In Norwegian, it's Pasha. In Spanish, it's Pasha. In Italian, it's Pasha. <laughs> Some variant of that. Yep. There are two languages where it is not. You know what they are? Hmm. German and English. Yeah, that makes sense. What is the root language of English? Germanic. 
Exactly, with a heavy dose of Latin influence and yep. French influence. Yep. So, in English, we get the term Easter. Where's that come from? Comes from a possible misunderstanding in, I believe, the 7th century, uh, 6th century maybe, um, by a, a Christian writer named, called the, Vener the Venerable Bede. His name is Bede. Um, very influential Christian philosopher, theologian. Incredible name. Yeah, and he's, he's from Britain. Yeah. He was, he was English. Well, Anglo-Saxon. Um, so, he... Actually, I don't know if he was Anglo-Saxon, but I know he worked in Britain. It's been a while since I studied Bede. Uh, Bede mentions... Actually, I have it on my phone. Let me uh, let me pull this guy up. I, I was prepared for this section. Bede says, of, of he, the Easter season... He was English. Yeah. In olden times, the English people, for it did not seem fitting to me that I should speak of other people's observance of the year and yet be silent about my own nations, calculated their months according to the course of the moon. Hence, this is literally called the English months, is the, mm. the piece here. It's from uh, De Ratione Temporum, uh, The Reckoning of Time. Uh, but yeah, um, talks about how uh, calculated their months according to the course of the moon. Hence, after the manner of the Greeks and the Romans, the months take their name from the moon, for the moon is called Mona and the month Monath. Um, the first month, which the Latins call January, is Juli. February is called Solmanath. March, Hrethmanath. April, Esotermanath. May, Thrishmilki. Uh, goes on through the rest of them. Um, but he then says, Nor is it irrelevant if we take time to translate the names of the other months. Hrethmanath is named for their goddess Hretha, to whom they sacrificed at this time. Estermonath has a name which is now translated Paschal Month. And which was called after a god, and which was once called after a goddess of theirs named Estre, whose honor in whose honor feasts were celebrated in that month. Now they designate that paschal season by her name, calling the joys of the new rite by the time-honored name of the old observance. So what he's saying is very literally and very obviously, this is the month that Easter happens, because keep in mind the dating of Easter has not always been by the same exact. Yeah. Thing. I think it was the Synod of Whitby that mm. standardized dating for Easter in the West. It's dated differently in Eastern Orthodoxy. Mm. Um, so Russians have different Christmas, Easter. Uh, Greeks have different Christmas and Easter. Um, a lot of them still use the Julian calendar instead of the Gregorian for these holidays. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, Bede is saying, the reason, the the reason we, we call it Easter is because we just kept the old name for the month. Yeah. Bede is the only extant source who mentions Estre being a goddess. We don't know that it was. It might have just been their name for April. Mm. Now keep in mind, again, months have not... This This is before the Gregorian calendar. <laughs> um, yeah. I think. You can look that up. Uh, look up the dating of the Gregorian calendar when it came about. Um, I think it's way later than this. Yeah, so 15, we're way before the Gregorian. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was that. I thought it was much later. Um, so we're dealing with like a different calendar entirely right now. And what did the months in the Julian calendar were they? They were they were just different, but were, uh, were, different lengths. But what were they named after? Uh, they were Julius Caesar. Ju Julian is Julius Caesar. So mm -hmm. uh, prior to prior to Caesar, uh, July and August were not months. Um, mm -hmm because they're named after yep. Julius and Augustus. Um, but yeah, so it, 
it seems that there was it's possible there are two two extant references to Estre, and one is bead and the other is a statue that we don't really know anything about in germany somewhere mm-hmm. um we we don't know what that celebration was we don't know how they performed it all we know is basically that they celebrated like probably the spring equinox is probably what this was it was just that celebration so the naming of easter comes from a german word for the month of late march and april Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with ishtar whatsoever so ishtar's out except ishtar's back in because now we have eggs (laughs) well are the eggs connected to ishtar yeah there are a lot of different cultures where eggs symbolize fertility uh, in Christian use, eggs have been used to represent the Trinity because they have three separate parts while being one egg. You've got the yolk, you've got the sack, and you've got the shell. Yep. So. Uh, it does make sense, just looking at some of the other mm-hmm. names of the Julian calendar months. Mm-hmm. They all do seem to be... Februarius. Well, they all do seem to have affiliation yeah. with a specific deity with yeah. which the month is named. Yeah, that's how, they, that's how they did it up until... And yep. you got to remember that, you know, julius saw himself as a god um Mm. so yeah you know it was just it was just different um point of the matter is eggs have been used in many different cultures Mm -hmm. the way the christians originally did it was that the eggs were painted red dyed red to symbolize the blood of christ Mm. and this started in mesopotamia mesopotamian christians okay and then it spread throughout the rest of western europe so the eggs, you could say, have a, a pagan significance. The problem is that they don't have a specific pagan significance. Mm. Eggs have just been a symbol of fertility and rebirth. Archie, chill, throughout all of history. Yeah. Um, so, eh, kind of derives from paganism. Um, but that's about the most. The Easter bunny is the one that I see the most people talking about being pagan. It doesn't show up until the... Uh, 16th century it starts with lutherans it's post-reformation oh really yeah and you know what's more important there's not a single reference that includes estra the goddess Mm -hmm. and rabbits (laughs) nothing connects these things of course um so that's you know what i wanted to say there is that it's there there's no connection between the two so the dating is jewish the eggs are universal and the bunnies are Lutheran. What a weird amalgamation. <laughs> yeah. So to say that Christians stole Easter from the pagans makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Because there's, if you could look at it and tell me this used to be a Germanic holiday. Yeah. We found evidence that the Germans celebrated with eggs, that a bunny hid those eggs, and that it was named after the goddess Estra. Then you might have me, except for the fact that when Bede was writing about it, the eggs and the bunnies weren't involved. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a feast to celebrate the resurrection of Christ, and it's also the single most important Christian holiday. Yeah. Which is, I think, why so many Christians get so deeply offended when you call it pagan. Is Mm. because to us, there is nothing pagan about Easter if you go back to its original form. Yeah. The only way you can get paganism involved is when you start to talk about the completely unimportant aspects of easter like eggs and bunnies mm-hmm. the the holiday itself is about the resurrection and getting together with other christians to but to observe. be fair for most people they associate the eggs and bunnies with easter far more than anything else mm-hmm. 
it's not ideal. Yeah. We, we kind of messed up. <laughs> it's kind of like how a lot of people associate Santa with Christmas more so than the other one. Yeah. Um, but with that said, that out of the way, I think that's a pretty comprehensive answer to the question, is Easter pagan? Yeah, I would say so. The answer is no. <laughs> I will give it to you. Christmas, the dating, that's almost certainly, in my opinion, a way for them to, like, allow people to celebrate their normal holidays. Yep. Like Saturnalia. Just keep doing the festivals and then, you know, oh, well, no, now it's just part of Christmas. That probably was deliberate. We don't know for sure. Yeah. There are uh, theological reasons why you might date Christ's birth to December 25th. Mm -hmm. um, there are astronomical reasons. The first celebration of, of Christmas, the first official church-sanctioned celebration of Christmas across Christendom was 336 AD in Rome. Mm. Um, that was the first time it was celebrated on the 25th. Before that, it, some people celebrated in the spring, some the fall, some the summer. Nobody really knew. And there's also no biblical prerogative to celebrate the birth of Christ. Mm. So we don't actually, we, we think he was born in the spring. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one was probably a dating thing. There were certain aspects that were adopted from Germanic pagan traditions, but those were more about celebratory aspects. The holiday itself has still always been the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, you know, not to preach at anybody, but as a medieval historian and a, a guy who does a theology podcast, I felt inclined to answer those questions. <laughs> I think um, that's fair. So yeah, next year when, you know, you feel inclined to tell a Christian that Easter is pagan, maybe don't. Um, <laughs> partially because you'd be wrong and partially because you're just being an asshole for no reason. Fair. The the average Christian that you know down the street did not take part in any sort of, you know, colonization effort <laughs> or abridging of pagan ideology and ideals. It, they're just trying to celebrate their holiday with their family. Um, so, you know, just, just remember that next year. But with that said, I believe it is time to go to Super Chats. Remind me uh, how to do that new thing. Go to Create. Go live. You guys are getting a lesson on how to podcast on YouTube here. Mm -hmm. Click on it. Viewer activity. And they wanted uh, they wanted an, a howl from Archie. Come here, buddy. We will give thee a woo. Come on. Come on. I, I know you're really struggling here, dude. Come on. Oh, come, oh good. Archie, can I get a... Can I get a... Oh, oh, oh! evening oh yeah he's got the eyes closed and everything while he's going good boy well done sir you're a good boy all right let's go to soup chats you got it okay so we have the initial one from richard henderson for 199 it was just a super chat with nothing well, thank in you. It, so thank you for that uh it was the first super chat as well so congrats on that uh and then kellen the official data for five dollars said easter is not a pagan holiday which we just Correct. covered that is from earlier <laughs> on uh and then uh Isaiah Garcia, I believe that's how you pronounce that, for 999 said. SI? Uh, might SI. It might be SI, yeah. Hayden's currently writing an essay on Picasso's Guernica. Please pray that the Holy Spirit grants <laughs> me the wisdom to get this turned in by 8 p.m. today. Also, keep up the great work. May God bless you and uh, yours. Well, Eshai, did you manage to get it done? Yeah. <laughs> it's that, now 8 p.m. <laughs> that reminds me of back in college when I had to write an essay on Picasso's Guernica. And, man, that was fun. 
is this a normal experience? No, it was a <laughs> art history class that I took when I was studying abroad in London. Gotcha. Yes. And we were specifically covering the Spanish Civil War because uh, we were covering a number of Why things between... a single art history class? I was like one requirement. We did war, war art. It was called war art, mm -hmm. and it was between uh, the Great War mm -hmm. and World War Two, I think. Makes sense. So, you know, I learned Wait, a little... Picasso? Not just Picasso. Oh, okay. But his Guernica was, was important for... Was Picasso active between those years? Oh, I yeah. Picasso was like 50s and 60s. Guernica was about the Spanish gotcha. Civil War, yeah. That is a weird thing is when you realize that Picasso was like a 1900s... Oh, yeah. Artist and not from the 18th century. <laughs> There's a lot of people who, the more you find, like, learn about things, you find out, oh, they're, like, a lot more recent than I thought. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, um, Richard Henderson for 499 said, What holidays, as a Norse pagan myself, can be substituted for Easter? Spring equinox. I mean, it's, it's the same timing, and both are celebrations of resurgence of life, um, you know. I, I I don't know a ton about contemporary Norse holidays. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason is because we have very little information about, you know, the actual details of Norse practice from way back when. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, any, I mean, there, the Norse definitely had a spring equinox celebration. That yeah. would probably be the one that you could go, go for. Nice. Uh, your boy said, surprise, we'll see. Oh, of course. Yep. Uh, Nove A42 for $5 said, Aiden Thornbussy looks like General Custer from <laughs> Night at the Museum. What is your actual last name? I forgot. Thornbury. Yes. Yeah, so, so, substitute the double S for an R and you nailed it. Yep. What do you see? Do you see? I, I see the resemblance. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Should That's not. It's not cosplay as Custer. I can't remember who played him in that movie. Yeah, me either. We'll figure it out later. Uh, Eels on Wheels. That's an incredible name. Eels on Wheels. Eels on Wheels. For I don't know what currency that is in 20. Sec. Uh, love you I, and your yeah, content, Masters. Thank, Thank you. you. We love you too, even though we don't know what you're paying us with. Um, <laughs> also, congrats on the first super chat. Thank you. Uh, Norberto Rodriguez Jr. for $2 said, maybe he, maybe the drinks he had were spiked with something. Good thought. Thought that I don't think he would have made it that far. You'd be surprised. Yeah, but then that doesn't explain why his body wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, there's... I don't know, I feel it because... I've known people who've, you know, like, you know, girlfriends of mine who yeah. have been spiked, and my cousin was actually spiked at one point, and they went the whole night and only figured it out the next day, you know, just because it's... With what, though? I was thinking roofies. Well, that's what I would imagine, yeah. wouldn't make it all the way back if he was roofied. That's the thing, though. Stuff will, that it makes you pass out. Not always. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, my 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 cousin went through the whole night, and like w ended up at home, but was totally didn't white remember the next day and didn't remember yeah. anything. Yeah, so it's scary stuff. Oh, it's horrible. Um, and then Oscar one two three four five three five eight for five dollars said, "What are your thoughts on the ending of Supernatural?" Uh, the ending was. I, I was okay with. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I felt that it uh, wrapped everything up nicely. Uh, seasons I... eight through most of fifteen, I could have done without. <laughs> um, <laughs> bringing uh, spoiler alert, bringing their mom back was a horrible idea. Imagine taking the keystone to an entire story, and then removing it. Yeah. And making that character insufferable. Yeah, it was pretty bad. She was so annoying. 
Um, they the, have mark, a, the Mark of Cain storyline was kind of cool. Yeah, I was going to say up through season 10, it was pretty solid. Then it really fell off yeah. after that. 12 onward were unbearable. <laughs> I only watched them to figure out what happened at the end. Yeah, it's a shame that they didn't get to do the finale as they wanted to with as many cameos as they had. Um, I also wish like Meg was around more. Yeah. They got rid of Charlie too quickly. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of great characters in that show that they should have done just, more yeah. with. Uh, Karma. New member. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Uh, Johanka. Johanka Zarbova. Zarbova for Czech 100. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sending love from Frog. Do you know of any weird Czech legends or myths? Hastroman, things being set on fire, medieval ghost lurking, a midday lady <laughs> eating you, etc. They're dark and perfect for bedtime. The midday lady... The, yeah, that one I knew. <laughs> um, there, there's uh, there's a common story throughout uh, East Germanic and Slavic lands mm -hmm. about uh, a a woman who will during like if you take a break from working during the middle of the day will eat you. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of the general version of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's one that we should probably look back into and and do a video on because that's a fun one. I, I might for stuff like that, we might start doing like. I don't want to call them, like, top three style videos, but, like, you know, three legends from Eastern Europe, three legends from Western Europe, those yeah, kinds of sense. things. Um, that'd be fun. Richard Henderson from 199. May I offer you an egg in this trying time? Basically the Christian response to Easter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our Lord has been crucified. What do we do? Egg. <laughs> egg. Uh, we lost the hand. Uh, Patrick McNeely for $20 said, if you want a crazy true crime topic, do one on the Byram Byram bus, bus. Byram bus Company murder. Two CEOs of two different school bus companies get together for a proposed deal, but one is murdered. This happened back in 96. That sounds fun. Weird. That sounds really fun. Wait, but I have to look into that. Uh, Rin Weasley for $4.99 said, great video, gentlemen. Any interest in looking into missing actor Julian Sand? Yeah, I didn't want to... I didn't want to jump the gun on it. Yeah. But it's been long enough now that I think maybe we could look at it. Yeah. Um, probably should, yeah. Agreed. Uh, Richard Harrison, 499. Can I get an Archie a woo? I hope that we was got enough. it. Yeah, we got your uh, woo. Uh, Norbert Rodriguez Jr. for $2 said, Why bunnies and not chickens or dinosaurs? Uh, rabbits are typically associated with fertility and reproduction. Um, that seems to be part of it. But also, uh, never ask the Germans why their holidays are weird. Yeah. <laughs> they simply are. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm not sure precise. not dinosaurs, because they weren't aware of those yet. Uh, as for chickens, my, my guess is that it, it just had to do with the fact that, like, bunnies. Yeah, fair. Uh, I, I know that it had a greater significance to the Germans for some reason, and that's how it ended up involved with Easter. Uh, but it, I don't believe it was pagan at all. I mean, it's way too late for it to be That's a fair. pagan tradition. That's fair. We're talking about the 1500s. Uh, Johanka Zar Zarboba for Czech 50. Uh, I associate it with getting whipped, Czech tradition. Easter? It's either that or... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to lose uh, yeah, that one. The Easter whip. My favorite. <laughs> Me whip. 
Well, I mean, I'm going to stop. Yeah, um, <laughs> Before we get copyright strikes. Yeah, right. Uh, Colleen Norris for 1999 is celebrating their first Super Chat. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Quattro out here saying, Ayo, who's posting cringe in general? JK, JK, unless. Uh, also, Mattis, stop running from the war zone smoke. Quattro, stop getting terrible KDs that make me not want to go near you in the war zone match. <laughs> Incredibly. Quattro the other night, you know, he's like... Somebody stop me. I can't be stopped. Immediately dies. <laughs> Granted, I did the same thing last night. I said something. Um, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But the same thing happened to me. Like, as soon as I said it, I died. Oh, that's funny, though. Uh, I think I said, like, I'm a master of survival and then immediately ran into a room where four people lit me up. <laughs> that's great, though. That's fantastic. I wish I could go back to Twitch streaming Warzone, but not enough people watch. Fair. Like, I'll average like 60 viewers doing my normal stuff, and then I'll play like Warzone or something, and it'll drop to like 20. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just not. That's a shame. Uh, the Dog for $5 dog. said, Happy late Easter. This is my first live stream that I'm actually watching live. Welcome. Thank you. I can see we've got that dog in us. Oh, we got that dog in us. Yeah. Uh, Tori for 4 dollars said, So glad I had tonight off. Love the podcast. Thank you. We I tried to keep well. this one more focused because people have been, uh, people who don't watch us frequently have been complaining that the podcasts are unfocused. And I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, that's a valid, it's a valid that's point. The reason. Yeah. The Friday videos <laughs> are focused. <laughs> the Friday videos are for the content. The podcasts are if you like us. Yeah. Um, your boy from 199 said, favorite bussy name so far. What's that mean? Like, when does he turn Okay. Uh, I mean, I got to go with mine, I guess, because it's mine. I do like Sasquussy. <laughs> I had to prevent myself from putting that in the ad when we were yeah. filming earlier. Yeah, he said it, and I was like... We can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Scentbird will go for the Sasquatch ad. Probably not. We're not going to get paid if we do not If we do that. Would not go well. Uh, Colleen Norris for four ninety nine said, Felt like you should know my boa constrictor loves watching you guys with me. Question, red or white wine pairing with Windy Boys? I'm going to go red. Are, wait, are you eating the Wendigo? I think so, yeah. I don't know. Do we think? Do we, what? I wouldn't advise that, but I'd say red probably. Yeah, I feel like red usually goes better with meat. What do you eat with chicken, red or white? I think, I think. Or what do you drink with chicken, red or white? Because I with, think white. Because with beef, it's red for sure. Yeah, exactly. With pork, it's red. Well, I don't know what people taste like, so. Neither do I. I'm, but I'm assuming a windy boy is probably more like. I feel like it would be red meat. I feel like it'd be more. Like lean meat, like chicken. You can have a lean red meat. I guess, yeah, like yeah. venison or something. Yeah. And that's that's definitely red. Yeah, I, I would think red. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think a red. Boom. Red, final answer. Red. <laughs> red, red. Uh, Isaac Odo for... Also, wait, wait, wait. I, I... Is the boa constrictor watching because it enjoys the content or because it wants to eat us? Is the other question I have. Like, does it have hungry eyes or affectionate eyes? Precisely. Also, is it like, tell us more about the bow. Uh, but, oh, he bought the, the pity for the gourd. What does long pig mean? Oh, that's a term for human meat. Horrific. Yeah. Horrific. Didn't need to Not hear great. that or know that. Not a fun one. Um. Oh, God. That... <laughs> Anyway, a very flamboyant reaction. There, like, <laughs> it was. It was too much. Uh, <laughs> I'll eat meat, but that's too much. Uh, anyway, Isaac. <laughs> it's not the kind of human meat I like. 
I like short pig. <laughs> short pig. Anyway, uh, for forty nine, bought an angry for the gourd sweatshirt last week. Going to wear it to young adults group at church. Love your content. Please, Please let us do. know. What let us know how it is. goes. I love that. We need to hear it. Uh, Mystery Christie for five dollars. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I guess your comment's a mystery. <laughs> I don't know. It must be. Uh, Richard Henderson from 499 said, You guys play any of the Resident Evil games? I think you'd love them. I have not. I've only played them at, like, arcades where you've got the actual shotgun got thing. Uh, Norberto Rodriguez Jr. For, for $2. What do Gosh, planetary shit. alignments mean in the Bible? There aren't any I can think of being referenced off the top of my head. Um, I mean, the, the Bible is kind of odd in that sense that compared to a lot of religions it doesn't do a lot with astronomy mm -hmm. um and astrology is out yeah like, yeah um it's yeah the uh I, I mean in in christianity the the universe doesn't really hold a ton of meaning outside of earth like the the arrangements of the stars and planets and everything yeah um you know it's it's a very earth focused religion I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but if somebody has one they can think of, I can look into it. Ah, Colleen Norris for 199 said, Boa, Jigsaw, likes you, I think, for your voice. Ah, it's the deep, sultry tones. As I would imagine. Oh, yes, quite, quite. Oh, I can understand. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Missing persons, mysteries. Oh, wow, thank you. I appreciate that's a, that's a That's a big one. Thank yeah, you very thank much. Thank you. I love, I love when people who do the same kind of thing as us actually appreciate what we do. Yeah, right. Uh, I've definitely seen that name before, so that's fun. Oh, what are we, oh boy. We've got a couple more in. Uh, Patrick McNeely for $20. Also, if, if, if that is the person... Look, look up Missing Persons Mysteries. I'm curious if yep. that's the account I'm thinking it is. Um, yeah, there we go. Yeah, it is. It is. Um... So, yeah, if you're in here, we'd love to have you on to talk about some of this stuff with us. If you want to be a guest, you know, like, d d shoot us an email. Yeah, come on we, over. We would love to love to talk to you um, because it's it's fun to talk to other people who cover the missing persons content because everybody seems to have a different idea of what's going on. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to have you, Missing Enigma, like, you know, uh, uh, yeah, any of them. Yeah, it'd be um, fun. It'd be really fun. We've had Ballin, so. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's crazy how long ago that was. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Uh, Patrick McNeely for $20 said, A cool wartime mystery is the Hercules Powder Company explosion in New Jersey that happened Ooh. on September 12th, 1940 that killed 51 and injured 200 plus. That story is also a roller coaster ride. It's rumored the local Bundists did it. Okay, I will look into that. If, if it's a, that, that's the thing is when it comes to true crime, we don't like to cover the stuff that's been solved. Yeah. That's really where we draw the line with it because... So much of it is beaten to death. Um, and there are honestly people who do it better than we do. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, if you got a, a true crime kind of thing or some sort of unsolved mystery, let us know. That is something that's the kind of thing we cover. Also, awesome. Missing person mysteries. Sweet. Can't wait. Um, awesome. Fred. Uh huh. <laughs> Fred. Uh, yeah, that sounds exciting. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, WB for $10 said the origin of the egg as it pertains to Easter is answered in Mary Magdalene Revealed by Megan Waterson. Always wary of that. Uh, <laughs> oh, if it's not an early church father, I have questions. Uh, um, there's nothing to do with it not being a 
a man it's time difference i'll have yeah. to look into that um because yep. mary mary magdalene is a topic of quite a bit of dispute among protestants why is that um it's uncertain exactly the catholics put more emphasis on her than is in the bible mm-hmm. is basically the way i put it uh so i i yeah i'll we'll probably talk about it on weird bible at some point fair so uh, John Deere Boy for $10 said, Did you hear that Wendigoon and AK Jesus, Brandon Herrera, did a collab finally? Yes, I was told about it before it happened, and I was... I'm surprised. Well, I was told about it before he announced it, I think. Um, but yeah, I, uh... I am jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very jealous. He, uh, he and I were talking on the phone the other day, and he told me about it, and I was like, Oh, come on, man. Like, do I get to go shoot machine? Oh... <laughs> uh... That's it. Boys. We're getting there. Pop culture to, crisis was fun. We're gonna have to do it ourselves, boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your boy for four ninety nine said, "Any plans on having a Discord, YouTube, AMA voice chat stream? It would be amazing to ask you guys questions live." Well, see, aren't you doing we that right one, now? We did one last month. Well, I did one last month. Fair. Might have been late February, actually. But yeah, I mean, I, we can make a like set aside one Friday a week that we do a, an AMA after the premiere. I would say a month. A month. That's why. Yeah, okay. One Friday a week didn't make a ton of sense. <laughs> one Friday a month, maybe we'll pick uh, one of the one of the premieres. Yeah. And we'll do a a redirect, so you can go straight from the premiere to the the AMA kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We fun. can do that. Cool. Uh, Christian Pimbino Bennett. Hi. Hi, mom. Four ninety nine and said, uh, "Hayden's, can you talk about your lore on a show? I don't know what lore people want to know about me. I, I don't know. I mean, th- I guess that would be the ask me anything is. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Get the Aiden lore." Yeah, I mean, um, if you if you all have questions, ask away. But... I met Aiden in a driveway in 2014 beneath a waxing moon, probably. It was probably. not. It was a crescent of some sort. It was what was it like? A crescent moon. What time of year was it? it uh like it was early? March. Yeah, I was gonna say it had to be. It was like the f- first weekend in March. I thought it was warmer than that. I thought it was more I'm like pretty May. sure Marley and I broke up March 3rd, 2014, and we hung out that weekend. Hmm. That's what yeah. it was. Because I was hanging out with Matt because I was sad. Yes. We were going to the yes. Yeah. That's I remember. Right. Yes. Yeah, you forget I used to have a photographic memory before <laughs> before the anxiety medication. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen. There's some lore. Zoloft will destroy your capacity for memory. <laughs> um. He says as he does a show every week in which he has to remember a case he's researched. I I have notes. Yeah, but still, it's more than most can do. I've also started writing down closer to what I actually plan on saying in the note. Probably makes life a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack Garcia for 499 said, Thanks for talking about Easter. I was like, this is all bull when I did <laughs> yeah. research on it's why it's bacon. <laughs> Pick another one. You're probably going to have better luck. That's incredible. Uh, Veronica Creasy, I hope that's the Also, crow. also, I want to point this out, just, just while I have the, the topic. Hmm. A lot of people talk about Christianity kind of, like, abrogating the pagan religions of the people that it, uh, converted. But the Norse pantheon was the same exact thing from several thousand years earlier. Oh, yeah? As far as we believe. We think that the, uh, the Aesir mm-hmm. were a later addition, and that the Vanir were the pantheon of the people who were already in the area mm. and then when the Omnia culture and the Indo-Europeans moved in because the Aesir are much more similar to a lot of the Greek and Roman mm. gods um, than the Vanir are yeah. one of the theories is that the Aesir you know in their mythology conquered the Vanir and 
you know, basically from a religious standpoint, you know, the, the Norse, the people who became the Norse came in, dis displaced the religion of the native inhabitants of the area, mm. and then the Aesir were added on. Mm. So this idea that, you know, the, the religion gets, you know, colonized, and that it's not a universal thing is kind of funny to me. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the Persians did it, the Greeks did it, the Romans did it, the Norse did it, the Celts probably did it. Yep. I am sure the Beaker people had a religion that was different from the Celtic one. Probably. Um, and probably some of those aspects of the Beaker people's religion made it into the Celtic one. So, you know, it's there, there's a weird obsession with vilifying one specific thing. And it's you got to step outside and look at the world around you and realize that, you know what, people have been like mean to each other for a very long time. Yeah. Oh, all of human history. Not matter what what your belief or race or anything was, people are just, you know, historically have been very willing to go along with their in-group bias. Yep. Oh, you know? 100%. Uh, Veronica Kreese for 499 said, Hello, have you read the CID doc, The Adam and Eve Story by Chan Thomas? If you have, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I have is, I heard this reference recently. This is one of those things where, like, you hear about something. Steve Lyon said the moon was three quarters waxing. <laughs> Love that. Thank you. For I that. was right. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. I should not have been right about that. Well, because it was probably in the sky. Well, I rem but how was I going to know if it was waxing or waning off the top of my head? Did you not remember what you just said three minutes ago? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the, the Adam and Eve story. Is this? Bubbly, I'm out. Can you get me more, please? Oh, from the Central Intelligence Agency. Oh. Because of course oh. it is. Um, okay, it starts with a cross-section of... Okay, I'm going to need to read a lot here. <laughs> uh, what? Wow, there's there's a lot here. Oh, here's the Adam and Eve part. Um, I wonder why it was classified. Declassified in part, sanitized copy, approved for release in 2013. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into this one because this is like Noah's 6,500 years ago. Like Adam and Eve's 11,500 years ago. When was this written? I don't know. When was... Time, it's an, is this an essay from Time Magazine? What? Oh, this is a, okay, this is an essay from Time, it looks like. Let's see, Adam and Eve, Chan Thomas, 1965. When, when? That's before. Okay. That is before the Younger Dryas impact was discovered. Okay, just wanted to make sure of that. I mean, it was a theory for a lot longer than before it was discovered, but I'm interested because the Adam and Eve story does not involve a flood at all but i guess although well no because unless what they're suggest i haven't read this yet but i wonder if the suggestion is that eden is where people were before the younger dryas and that they came out of eden during the younger, after the younger dryas period. Yeah. That's got to be the suggestion, but then what would Noah's be? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to look through this. Uh, I'll read through this, uh, this week. 
Um, how many? How many? Actually, you know what? We have. We I don't have a topic picked out for for next Friday. Next Friday. And I can talk about this in Ancient Apocalypse at the same time. Yeah. All right. That's our next one. Sweet. There we go. Thank you for that. Thank you. I've been hearing about it for a while, but I wasn't sure exactly what it was. Yeah, I'll be curious to see about it. Gurk Roleplay for $10 said, Hey, wanted to ask, what is your favorite pre-unification Italian country? Sicily, Papal States, etc. Uh, also, when are you going to make the Minecraft chat for the guys who want to help? Did you say Papal? Yeah. Papal? I don't know. Papal? Yeah. No, I'm not Italian. You're fired. Um, <laughs> it's not Italian. I, I, hate, I hate you. Uh, he said the pre-unification Italian country. Listen, the papal states were ruled by the pape. Ruled by the pape. <laughs> <laughs> they did war the pape. against the duchies. <laughs> I have to say Sicily for uh, reasons of self-preservation. Uh, are you Sicilian? Oh, right. She's Sicilian. Yes. Um, well, I mean, you know, if you want to talk about real Italians, uh, <laughs> the Duchy of Lombardy, uh, we're Germans. Um, uh, I, I do like the Duchy of Spoleto just because of the name. That's an incredible name. Spoleto. 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 Um, I can't remember particularly where it was. Though. Oh, that's funny. That would be a fun History Hut video, pre, uh, pre-unification Italy. Yeah. That would be a fun I'm one. I'm going to write that down. Um, Yeah, it was a. Uh... Oh my God, it was a Lombard one. I didn't realize Spoleto was Lombardy. Man, I got got I got myself. But uh, I do, if if I'm not mistaken, that is where my family is from. Mm. Um, that's where Piambino is. Oh, nice. Uh, but yeah, um, are there are there more? Is that it? That's it. All right. Well. Oh, just got one more. <laughs> Jack Garcia for 499 said the video I watched said they dyed eggs in baby's blood after the that word they had for Ishtar on Easter all lol also why leave on red it sorry sorry I, I opened it to answer you and then I got sidetracked I will I will respond to the message tonight yep. I will check sorry about that my bad um th- dyed eggs in baby's blood okay see here's the thing that is not entirely unbelievable yeah. as a pagan practice that took place at the same time of year. Doesn't mean it was ever part of Easter. <laughs> Fair. What? What you looking at? I'm just looking at the, the states. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the wild thing is in 1000 AD, the Byzantines were still in control of part of Italy. That's wild. Yeah. Tuscany the Lombards were up here. Spot, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was what a time. Um, I love the Middle Ages. Oh, Gurks wants us to answer the Minecraft question. Oh, yes. Uh, and I can do that, uh, tonight after this. Cool. Um, let me, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll pull up Discord right now. So and can, then, because it's 8.30 and in. we still have to finish our video, Veronica, yes. your, la- your question yes, will be, the, be last. the last. Uh, I'm so curious to see what you guys think. I think it's very interesting. This is also the first podcast I've seen live, so thank, thank you. you. Thank yeah. you. I will, uh, I will look into that this week. Um, should yep. be able to, should be able to get through it. Sweet. It's a short enough document. Um, and then maybe I'll just watch some ancient apocalypse uh, every day. Yeah, why not? Um, I didn't want to directly like debunk debunk Milo's videos. <laughs> I thought Fair. about it. I was like, but I was like, I would rather that be something that we like do together. I don't want it to seem like I'm going after him. Well, you could also like, I mean, we need to film a history hut this this month, don't we? Yeah, you do a rebuttal to ancient apocalypse. That's true. I could. Um, I've got some other history hut stuff 
like kind of ready to go though. So got it. All right, but yeah, I think that's uh, that just about does it for tonight. So you know, thank you guys so much for watching. Thanks for uh, for your contributions to to keep the show going, and uh, we will see you guys on the next one.